Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the best ever Big Mac burger. Take it away, Hamburglar. Bravo, bravo. He said, there's more special sauce in every bite. Rubble, rubble. He said, rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble indeed, my friend. Try the juicier Big Mac and get 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Comparison to prior classic burgers, limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid once per day. Excludes tax. Must be opted into rewards. Hey, and thank you so very much for joining in to Fireborn Generations. This is the first of its kind with my friend, Levi Nave of the In God We Trust podcast. I'm Jared Lasky. And Levi, why don't you introduce yourself? Let people know who you are, what you do, where you're streaming from. Okay. Uh, my name is Levi Nave. I'm from Humboldt, Iowa. It's a small town, uh, kind of north of Fort Dodge, like 20 miles. Um, I grew up on a farm, and my parents really led me in my beliefs and really guiding me and showing me how we really should be living life. And that kind of led me into what I'm doing right now. And that is reading a chapter of the Bible every weekday and giving it a small little breakdown and talking about how we can apply it in our life. And I'm posting that five times a week on basically any platform that you can listen to a podcast. And yeah, that's, that's what I do. Well, awesome. And you know, I podcast Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. You had me on as a special guest. I think you reached out to me on Instagram. So uh, people can listen to that episode or a portion of it on my podcast, but the full episode on In God We Trust. But Levi, you know, you started stirring something in me, and I realized I've got something to offer multi generational. I'm part of Generation X. You're part of Gen Z, if I did my research correctly. Yeah. Uh, I've got friends who are baby boomers, theologians, professors, you know, hang out with people of all ages. I'd spent three months in YWAM with younger people. I was like the big brother there hanging out with these awesome 18, 19, 20 year olds. And here I was Gen X. I'm not going to say my age right now, but I've been educated in Bible and theology, but I've got a lot to offer for your generation and for the well the emerging generations and across the body and i would love to we're planning on doing a few more of these fireborn generations to have dialogue between the generations and even bringing in some of my friends who are older than me and got more ministry experience you're beginning in ministry i've been doing ministry for the last 22 23 years or so i've seen the good the bad and the ugly but you know here it is we just want to have a dialogue between the generations, Gen X, Gen Z, the millennials, the baby boomers, you name it, anybody who could provide answers to biblical insight, life matters, or even current events. So here we are, brother. We could start the q and I'd love to encourage people who are viewing this that if they put a question in the chat, we could try to answer that question together or go back and forth and see what God does in that so people can chat on that. And I'd love to bring some guests to this because the next three, well, the next two weeks, so this is the first broadcast, and then every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, Stan, Eastern Standard Time, we'll be doing this, Fireborn Generations. 
let's jump in, brother. So let's talk about the news. Like what is currently questions that people might have with current events? Do you have any questions, brother? So this one, it's relating to the Roe v. Wade and this like abortion thing that's going on right now. I, it, it's going to branch off into a few questions, but how much should we be getting into politics like Christians? No, that is a very great question. Christians need to be involved, in my opinion, in every sphere of society. People need to be parenting. Christians need to be taking care of their families, taking care of their wives, their kids, their husbands. You know, people need to be involved and good people need to be involved. People who have a, a deep, who are rooted deeply in the word of God, people need to be involved in government, in hospitals, in reporting the news, journalism, you name it. You know, because there should be no dividing line. Now, Jesus lived 2,000 years ago. There are different politics of those days, of those times, right? Jesus had people of different political persuasions that he ministered to. There are Pharisees who are religious leaders, there are Sadducees who are religious leaders, there are scribes. There was a person who was a radical who was a disciple of Jesus who was trained for some very intense things. You know, he was a radical and part of the 12 disciples with Jesus. So in, in our current time, you know, politics change, nations come and go. Christians need to be involved in every sphere, speaking the truth in love. The key here is love, love towards God and love towards other people. And their responses need to be loving as well. You know, we know that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against spiritual powers, unless God has called you into the military or part of your duty or job. And that's a whole other topic there. But we need Christians in all spheres of society. And when it comes to this abortion topic, let's look at what the Bible says. What does the Bible show? Life is precious. We're created in the image of God, right? And from conception, that's a living being. The psalmist talks about, you formed me in the womb. You knew my, you knit together me in the inmost being. God knits us together. God designs us. God designed Adam and Eve, male and female. And whenever there is some deliverance coming or a savior type of figure, the Bible shows us this, that the enemy tries to destroy children in the womb, where he tries to destroy the kids who are up to the ages one and two. We see that with Moses in the book of Exodus. You know, here's Moses who's going to be called by God to rescue the Israelites, the Hebrews, out of Egypt. And God used him for his glory to deliver them out of Egypt, out of slavery, and go towards the promised land. But the enemy tried to destroy the babies in the womb. When Jesus was being born, the first thing that Herod did was send the military, you know, send these corrupt people in to kill the babies. You know, so this is something that we need to stand for life. We need to approach people in love. I know that this is very divisive, you know, but Christians need to make a stand for life. Christians need to make a stand for the unborn. There are consequences to people's actions, right? And so, you know, when it comes to this topic, I know that people are very divided. There are protests in churches right now. People went into Joel Osteen's church just the other day. That, you know, come on. You know, there are other means of protesting, but people right now are so divided because we've been intentionally divided by the powers that be. And we know that those are spiritual powers. So people are not our enemy. 
but we need to pray for these people. We need to pray that the veil be lifted from their eyes and that they see the truth, but we also need to minister to them in love. So I hope that that answers your question. This is a big, long topic, bro, but Christians yeah. need to be part of every sphere of society and make a stand right where they are and speak the truth in love. Yeah, that, that was good. That was good. First of all, how how positive or how real are like the leaks or whatever? Do you, do we even know really? Okay, so the leaks, you know, those were intentional, obviously, and that was also to distract people from the truth and or other things that are going on. Right now, there's a certain pe- group of people that need a win, right? Because they're losing in everything. Inflation, you know, gas prices are through the roof. They there's all kinds of things going on because people are empowered by the wrong spiritual forces, right? Which is why Christians need to be involved to make a stand and be part of every sphere of society, including government. You know, people need to have the power of the Holy Spirit within them. People need to be in the White House praying. People need to be in the U.S. Capitol praying in all capitals and all places of the government. But there are people who they may not like something. You know, there are rules, regulations, laws. There are boundaries set in place for for reasons. And these leaks were intentional. And personally, I think it was to distract people from other things going on. But it was also meant to divide us. Right now, we need strong voices of unity, and that's the church. We need the church to rise up and speak the truth, love God, love people, and make a stand and, and you know, go to the public schools and be part of the school boards, be part of the mayors, you know, be praying for people, doing Jesus marches. Some friends of mine were part of the Jesus march in, in Virginia Beach. You know, Christians need to be out there loving people with acts of mercy because Levi, the days are coming. There are days coming where more people will need the church and what the church offers, especially when it comes to relief and aid and supplies and things like that. You know, the church is a beacon of light. So I think churches need to be prepared right now with food pantries, mercy ministries, backpack giveaways, school supplies, finances, you know, and be a beacon of hope and and light because what's coming around the corner may seem intimidating or fearful but if we have the light of christ in us we fear not because the holy spirit is with us right we could go into these dark spaces and places and shed the light and see people and see god multiply food and see god do miracles in people's lives and see people give their lives to him hopefully that kind of answered your question but i think that the leaks were intentional they were distractions but really, we need to find the truth and start telling people the truth. You know, uh, there are p- political people. The political spirit is what we don't want to have in our lives, in our heart. We could be a part of political parties. I'm a registered independent. You know, I, I am a Christian. I, I look at the scripture. I apply it to my life. I am conservative. I believe in the U.S. Constitution. We can't have a political spirit. You know, perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. And the political spirit does not. That actually brings fear and brings jealousy and anger and rage. So we need to just always have love. Um, this kind of this made me think of a different uh, question. I don't really know how it got brought up, but it made me think of when the devil took up Jesus onto the mountain, and um, didn't it was when he was tempting him after he fasted. So how how much power does the devil have then? I'm thinking of this like relating to. Like, if there's situations in our life where we feel like we're tempted, 
could he just like lead someone that way like towards you or something or or how do you see what i'm trying to get at here yeah so how much power does the devil have i think it's how much power we allowed him okay so he's a created being he was is a fallen angel that rebelled against god right and he took one third of the angels with him in his rebellion there was a war in heaven how that war looked i don't know i don't think it was a traditional war god is all powerful god god is all knowing you know god already knew what was going to happen but the devil rebelled the devil had pride in his heart he had lust in his heart he had anger in his heart you know so the devil was jealous uh perhaps of god's the apple of his eye which is you and me which is human beings and so the devil comes to steal kill and destroy the devil was kicked out of heaven you know and then there was a, a place called hell that was created for his him and his minions you know the fall, other fallen angels the devil eventually tried to usurp dominion from adam and eve so he tempted adam and eve in the garden and this is literal okay this is a literal thing that happened it's not a poem you know the whole book of genesis is a historical record from beginning to end so the first chapter is history up to the last chapter is history so some people say the first two chapters or first three chapters are poems no they're literal okay so there are six days of creation god rested on the seventh day he created adam and eve the devil was already there so this war in heaven was sometime in that process you know which could have been right before the this world was created or during that timeline unfortunately the biblical text only gives us small snippets of stuff into this into that timeline but the, the devil came to tempt eve and adam and he took their dominion from them because god blessed them god blessed them to be fruitful and multiply and to have dominion over the earth over every living thing and over the trees shrubs and everything but the devil took the dominion mandate which is one of the reasons why jesus came in the flesh to die on the cross and to give us back our identity as sons and daughters of god in order to walk out the dominion mandate which now that we're in the new covenant you and i walk out the dominion mandate so the enemy will still try to come and harass us and attack us he can send people into our lives that are a distraction that try to pull us down you know there are things in the system that he's put in place to try to steal kill and destroy but he only has as much power as as pretty much we allow you and i levi as christians if we have jesus in our life and in our heart we're committed to him and the, the holy spirit within us we have the authority through christ to trample on snakes and scorpions which means demons which includes the devil when it comes to spiritual warfare i think too often christians look up when really spiritually speaking we're looking down we're seated with christ in heavenly places spiritually speaking if we're in relationship with jesus we're seated with him spiritually so we look down on on snakes and scorpions and demons and we stomp them amen we could stomp the devil interesting that makes sense i just feel like uh sometimes my life i don't want to say it like my friends are like that but it just feels like i'm just a little bit further ahead in uh just what i'm doing right now and i think about these things kind of and this is something that they don't really think about that much so i kind of see like um what we need to be doing and not doing mm-hmm. so i mean i just do you see where i'm catching on here yeah 
Well, you're at a, this interesting stage in life where it's like you could do some cool stuff or you could choose some crazy stuff. Am I right? You know, yeah. you're in college. I get it. I've been in your shoes before. You know, I, I was a teenager. <laughs> I was a 20-year-old. But there might be a season where God is forming our character more. And so we need to surround ourselves with more like-minded individuals, like-minded people, people of faith, people of character, people of honesty and integrity. Like there was a season in my life where I did the wrong things. And then when I came and gave my life, committed my life to Christ, I had to cut things off for a, a long season and immerse myself in Bible study, in prayer, in Bible college, in mission trips, uh, in ministry and things like that. You know, But I was still ministering to people who... Uh, made wrong choices, bad decisions, you know, but I, it was, you know, I still had boundaries in place. There are, you know, God doesn't want to cut out our fun, but really he, he is the most fun we can ever have in relationship with him. Right. I mean, if the world offers drinking, well, what does the Holy Spirit offer? His joy, which is way more powerful, way more immense and incredible earth, way more than, than that, other thing that the world offers, you know? So, you know, as, as we begin our walk or we're walking more, there might be a season where, you know, some people might be a distraction or we know, Hey, if I go hang out with these people, I'll get in trouble. You know, I remember a time where I was invited to get, jump in a limousine and, and go to Las Vegas and all this other stuff. And I was like, Nope, that's going to be nothing but trouble. Sure enough, my friends called me. They got on a lot of trouble, they ended up without, without the limousine, without a ride, without any money all of that, you know what I mean? So I just had knew, no, you know, just that was the Holy Spirit speaking to me. And I was like, nope, can't do it. I, you know, uh, and that was mm -hmm. wisdom on my part. So really James chapter one, verses one through eight says, ask for wisdom and God will give it to you. That way you're not double-minded. And I'm paraphrasing James one, one through eight, but God doesn't want us to be double-minded, right? He wants the best for us. He wants, he wants abundance for us. He wants us blessed, right? And so if we ask for wisdom, he'll give us wisdom. And the more we listen to him and obey him, you know, he'll, he'll give us the dis discernment and the wisdom to navigate these tough life decisions and situations. But the scripture also says, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. But God is faithful and he will provide a way out, right? So there's always a door. There's always a window. There's always a way to leave if we find ourselves in some situation that we shouldn't be in. Okay. That made me think of three different questions there. So the first one is, um, does life come in seasons? I've heard this before. And I want to just mention how I've seen this in my um, analytics with my podcast. Ever since the nice weather came out, the numbers have just gone down like a, a lot. And it just seems like, the nice weather came out and um, people are just like, oh, man, life is good now, you know? So do you, can you relate to that at all? So with data, with data analytics? No, oh, no, not that, not that, but just the seasons and how um, life comes in seasons. Well, they're, they're natural seasons, right? Unless we live on the big island of Hawaii, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's summer, it's tropical, it's beautiful. My happy place is there. But life has, I would say, symbolically speaking, life can have its seasons. Now, I don't want to say, I don't want to be like, hey, uh, I don't want to grab a season, even though it might be naturally summer, 
right where where I'm at. But it also depends on where you're at. I want to say I don't want to say spiritually I'm in winter. Why would why would I speak that over myself? I want to speak positivity over myself. I want to speak life over me. There are situations in life that happen. There's aches and pains, and there's loss, and there's financial ups and downs and things like that. But for the most part, I want to have a continual positive outlook of everything. It doesn't matter what season it is in, you know, naturally, but, you know, uh, I'm not one for, I got friends who are totally heavily involved in the Hebrew calendar. God bless them. Right. But I want to live in the here and now with the Holy spirit. And I want to glorify Jesus in everything that I say and do. So, you know, it doesn't matter what season it is naturally. I want to always live in the season of abundance, the season of fruitfulness with him. Sure. Some people can say I'm in this season, I'm in spring, I'm in fall, I'm in winter, but you know, what's the best season? Spiritually speaking, the best season is that with the Lord Jesus Christ, he'll walk you through everything. If, if pain or grief came our way, we could say that we're in winter, right? But Jesus is still there with us, walking with us and he'll see us through to summer. Ideally, we'd always have the summer, you know, spiritual season of summer, but that's not the way things go. But I would rather just kind of focus on him and just always try to be as positive and as encouraging and abundant uh, again, you know, in the spirit filled life as I possibly can, no matter what's going on. That That's a good answer. Then the other one is uh, relating back to like your friends and like not doing certain things. The thing with all this is like I know where to like draw the line, but um, I I just like just joking around with my friends and just having a good time, just talking to each other. Is that like like where does where does joking like um like cross the line? Like I I know there is like a fine line with joking around, but like I I don't really know. I just feel like um when if you hang out with your friends more. Like, is there like a problem with that or? No, there's like, no problem with hanging out with your friends as long as you're doing the right things. Have fun. Yeah. Enjoy life. Enjoy the moment. Take a walk on the beach. Enjoy the sunset. Enjoy the sunrise. You know, make memories with people. Travel. Honestly, I, I want to encourage everybody. Travel. See the world. Enjoy fine foods, different foods. Eat things you've never eaten before. Always fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. You know, God, God is the creator of fun god is the creator of good times you know he created he blessed all things back in the garden right he said it's all good what happened was through the the temptation and the fall of adam and eve there was a curse but christ took the curse upon himself on the cross so now we enforce the his kingdom here now you know we we again we have dominion over things you know we have liberty we have freedom you know, we can enjoy things. We could enjoy a great meal. We can enjoy good times with friends and family and, you know, holidays and things like that. And he wants us to. I think he smiles over us when we're enjoying things. There's laughter. There's humor. The scripture says God even laughs. He laughs. He could laugh at his enemies because they're nothing. And he laughs. And he laughs over us. He celebrates over us. And, you know, Jesus hung out with, you know, sinners, you know, and he he laughed, right? He had good times, but he showed them the way because he is the way, the truth, and the life. You know, when it comes to joking, I understand that there are, there, there's a fine line. There's clean humor. There's dark humor. I mean, I'm a combat veteran, so, you know, some things were dark for a while, a while in my life, right? You know, there are things that only me and other veterans understand or we get, right? And that was for a reason. That was by design. 
but we don't want anything vile. But also, Levi, what is the Holy Spirit telling you? You've got liberty, but then what is the Holy Spirit showing you? Can you enjoy that? Can you drink that? It, what's, what's the line? What's, can you cross the line? But what is the Holy Spirit giving you? What is he speaking to your conscience? I mean, the scripture says, don't get drunk because that leads to debauchery, but instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. So, you know, I know that there are Christians who are teetotalers, right? And then there are Christians who celebrate, you know, but you got to find the line for yourself, but you also need to understand who you're around, right? If there's, a, I guess, a Christian who thinks that they saw you, you know, doing something that they think you shouldn't and, and you made them stumble, well, that's on you. Paul says it's better to push, put those things aside for the sake of that person's conscience. So there are some times where we may not be able to do something cool or fun. We may not be able to go to that comedy show because it might make someone stumble or it might be divisive in conversation. You know, what is the Holy Spirit telling you? So what does the scripture show? And then what is the Holy Spirit showing you? How do you find that line? You know, talk to a mentor, talk to someone and see what they think about it. But also be like, is this wise? Ask yourself that question. Is this wise? Is this smart? Does it build me up or does it tear me down? So ask yourself that question. Is this the wise thing to do? Is this the smart thing to do? And I think you'll find your answer. Okay. Yep. That was good. And the third one is what do you normally hear when you pray for wisdom? I think that depends. Uh, am I listening? <laughs> am I listening to the voice, the still small voice of the Holy Spirit? Because sure, there are things that we could get busy, man. Schedules are jam-packed. For you, there are classes. For me, there's I'm teaching people, I'm writing, I'm doing you know, podcasts and things like that. You know, but really, we need to set aside that time daily. Set aside that time daily, but always have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. But listen, don't just you know we don't just go to pr pray to receive from God. I mean, we can receive some things from God in prayer, but he answers prayers, but we need to listen. We can't just talk and then walk away. Uh, we need to listen. So it, I guess it kind of depends on the day, you know, what I'm going through. Uh, are there times where his voice speaks? Yes. Are there times where I sense something? Yes. Are there times where I don't sense something? Of course, but at least I spent time with him, right? Like we don't want to neglect a friend, you know, because uh, Jesus told his disciples, I no longer call you servants i call you you know you're my friends and he sure he's talking to his disciples but if we we are in christ and we're successors to the disciples then we can be his friend too he's our lord and our king but you know he's our friend and as a friend we could have conversation with him and it's not just us talking but it's also us listening to his his voice and receive that communication how he deems best whether that's a sense a knowing a still small voice or prophetic picture or a vision or whatever you know he loves to communicate to his kids and we just need to be open to all the ways that he wants to communicate okay and then this leads into the question of how uh of what my friend asked and how we can tell that it's god's voice because i know there's like multiple things that you can like hear in your head or mm -hmm. just so how, how can you like know for sure and like separate the thoughts? Because some thoughts are just like completely ridiculous and some are like, okay, I mean, that makes sense, but. Number one, you got this. This is the word. God's yep. already spoken, but he's also still speaking. So if 
if he communicates with us, if we hear his voice, align it with the word of God. Like if he's giving you a topic, start looking in, in the in the pages, confirm it with scripture, because he's not going to tell you to do something that is uh, opposite of the scripture. The the enemy, right? The enemy, the spiritual, you know, the demons and the devil, you know, they do the opposite. They have fear, they have anger, they have hatred. We have love, we have joy, we have peace. We have the fruit of the spirit, which is one fruit. And then there's the attributes of the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit is love and the attributes are joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So we need to look at that, those things. Is this joy? Is this peace? Is this, does this contradict what his scripture says? I mean, if someone comes to me and said, I heard God tell me that Jesus is coming back on June 8th, 2022 i'll be like absolutely not god didn't tell you that either your flesh told you that or a, a demonic spirit told you that or you're ill okay mentally ill because the scripture says no one knows the scriptures jesus said that no one knows the day or the hour the angels don't know jesus doesn't know only god the father knows when jesus is returning so that's what the scripture says so always look at the scripture and that's one thing spend time in prayer listen to his voice read the word study it absorb it and when you hear his voice you know like i like to journal it and then i like to look start looking up the scriptures i'll even ask him the scripture references hey what scripture reference is this and he could give me a chapter he could give me a verse you know and i'm like oh look there it is so always align it up with the word of god but if it if it brings fear terror or any of that stuff you know, push that aside. That's that's not from God. Now there are moments that are extremely holy, and awe and power, and you will know in those moments that this is God. Okay, but if it's if it's assaulting you, if it's you know your thoughts are racing, just speak the shalom of God over you. Look at the scripture. Listen to His voice. Confirm it in the scripture. Just continue to have that dialogue with Him. So I hope that that kind of helps people. Okay, that. That was pretty good. So that um, made me think of: Are there different like realms? Technically, I don't. This is, is like getting to like a Doctor Strange type of thing. But like we are like here, and if the Holy Spirit is like with us, like is it like just like in our minds, or is it like a physical? And like demons, are they like in? I like, you see what I'm asking? Okay, so um. Well, let's talk about angels, man. Angels minister in the presence of the Lord. And in the book of Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews said, do not forsake entertaining strangers because in so doing, you may have entertained angels, angelic messengers. So angels, I know, can show up physically. I've heard there's stories. I mean, I saw this video, what this amazing video of this car. And the mom was like, you know, swimming out of the car, there's this flood, the car was sinking and the windows and the doors were closed, right? And there's a child in there and this dude swims over, reaches down, pulls out the baby, saves the baby's life. But the doors were locked, the windows were closed and it was a flood. Explain that situation. I think angels were involved, right? Angels were involved and they weren't physical, physically seen, they were invisible. You know, there is a spirit realm around us. There's the Apostle Paul talks about the third heaven. So we need to assume that there's a first, second, and a third. The first heaven is 
this realm of existence, this earth, what you and I see, feel, touch, smell, that's the first heaven, if you will. Okay, and this is scriptural. The second heaven is the spirit realm around us. Angels, demons, principalities, powers, you know, archangels, you know, doing their jobs, doing their business, battling, influencing people, influencing segments of society, stuff like that, right? For the good or the bad. And uh, angels are affecting it for the good. Holy Spirit's part of that process. You know, demons are affecting it for the bad, right? And that's the spirit realm around us. Now, sometimes we could get glimpses into it. But for the most part, some, you know, like we don't see it, but it's around us. How big and vast it is, I have no idea. But then there's the third heaven, and that's the abode of God, where God dwells, where Jesus in the book of Revelation is the center of heaven, where he's enthroned, where he's worshipped, right? Where the, the rainbow arcs around, you know, it's, it's around him. It doesn't arc over him. Jesus is in the center, and that's the third heaven. That's his abode, where he dwells you know, where he is seated at the right hand of God and where that is no idea. Okay. But I know if we have the Holy spirit, we have access to it. The kingdom of God is within you. So if the kingdom of God is within me. I could, I know that I'm a carrier of the kingdom. I'm a carrier of the presence. I'm an ark of the covenant of the presence of God, you know, and everywhere I go, I expect to see the kingdom break through. So those are the three, I guess you could say realms, you know, so, but there is a heaven, there is a hell and, uh, you know, there's a spirit realm. So I want to encourage everybody seek Jesus, seek the abode of God, the third heaven, which is heaven itself with the capital H. Amen. Interesting. All right. This was loaded, man. We've gone on like 36 minutes. Let's do one more question. <laughs> Okay. Um, this I'll went fast, huh, bro? If anybody yeah. is out there, they want to chat, they could ask a question too. But uh, yeah, man, one more question. Oh, this is kind of too big of a topic. Save that for next week. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is a good one. So if one of your friends uh, uses like the Lord's name in vain, or even not even your friend, like a coworker or something, are we supposed to be like, hey, like watch your mouth, man? Or like, what are we supposed to do in that situation? I think that depends on the relationship. It depends on the working relationship. It de depends on the personal relationship. Now, if it offends you and approach them in time, you know, but take them aside. Don't put them on blast. I mean, you know, don't put them on blast on the point, uh, uh, you know, in the moment. Approach them in love. Just say, hey, could you mind? I'm, you know, but for the most part, they could, they could take it or leave it. Am I right? You know, we want to be carriers of the glory. So we want to be as positive as possible. And number one, pray for them. Number two, ask for wisdom. Number three, after you ask for wisdom, ask the Holy Spirit to kind of show you how to approach them or if you should, right? Now, if they're a fellow Christian, I think you have, you know, you could approach them quicker. If they're a non-Christian, show them the light, show them the love of God, try to speak positivity over them. If it's a toxic work environment, that's a whole other matter, you know, like if there's a toxic work environment, you know, maybe God's telling you to find another job, you know, and, and move on to something else a little more positive and hopefully more money for you. But I hope that those three things can help someone. So people say offensive things. Some people don't know it's offensive and it, it depends on their background. It also depends on their culture. There are cultural differences. I mean, there are certain words here in America that we consider cuss words that they don't in Germany. 
and there are certain words we say here in America that are that aren't cuss words but are cuss words in Germany. We need to be culturally sensitive, right? And that comes through travel, that comes through kind of educating ourselves, but it also, you know, we need to be tapped into the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's convicting you, you know, I mean, obviously we can't have coarse language from our lips. We're in a process, we grow, we learn more, you know, especially as we study the Bible more, we'll, we'll realize, oh, maybe I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing. I didn't realize that that was a problem, you know, and we work on ourselves first, you know, but in a situation kind of like that, again, pray, ask for wisdom, see about the process to approach them. And I know that that, you know, there's other different scenarios. Maybe there's other other questions that people might have about that. But I would say just if I were in your shoes in that moment, you know, those are the first three things I'd do. And then see if God opens a door. If God opens the opportunity, you know what I mean? Like, oh, now's my time. This person is a little softer. I can talk to them. But it, they could, they could say no. They could you know, brush you off, but you also need to be sensitive to your conscience. You don't want your conscience to be nagging you. If you feel like you're in the right, that you need to approach them and talk to them and clear the air and do it. And if they brush you off, at least you did it. Okay. All right, guys. So that was our first Fireborn Generations with Levi Nave. He did an excellent job asking questions on current events and even scriptural questions as well. If anybody out there has questions that are relevant, you guys could put it in the chat. We're doing this next Wednesday as well at six o'clock Eastern standard time. Levi, can you tell us what, where to find more information about you? You can go on Instagram and look up in God, we trust podcasts or go to Spotify and do the same thing. Really just like any platform. And yeah. Awesome. And then people can check out Adventures in the Spirit of Jared Lasky, also on all podcast platforms. I also have a free download available for you to have spirit-led steps to studying the Bible, and that's at firebornministries.com. So let's give Levi a big round of applause, and we'll see you all next week, 6 p.m. Eastern. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the best ever Big Mac burger. Take it away, Hamburglar. Bravo, rubble. He said, there's more special sauce in every bite. Rubble, rubble. He said, rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble indeed, my friend. Try the juicier Big Mac and get 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Comparison to prior classic burgers, limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid once per day. Exclude stacks. Must be opted into rewards. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.